98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. A medical expert raises hopes that social distancing measures could soon be eased. Candidates turn up hours early as health precautions for the DSE exams are put to the test. And a former Causeway Bay bookseller says his new store in Taipei will be a spiritual fortress for Hong Kongers. A member of the Medical Association says schools could reopen towards the end of May as soon as university entrance exams are finished. Dr Leung Chi Chu, chairman of the Association's Advisory Committee on Communicable Diseases, says this would allow the SAR to resume most of its economic activities. Hong Kong recorded no new COVID-19 cases on three occasions over the past week. Schools have been shut since, since the Lunar New Year holiday in late January. School can resume classes, either morning session or afternoon session, but not the whole day school. At any time, in fact, after we have the DSE, we may consider partial resumption of our school step by step. But Dr Lung says it's too early to consider relaxing quarantine arrangements for mainland travellers, as there are still several provinces with substantial viral circulation. Some secondary school pupils turned up hours early for a Diploma of Secondary Education exam today to ensure they had time to navigate infection control measures in place to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Liberal Studies was the first exam for most candidates, as it's compulsory for anyone hoping to get into university. As Wendy Wong reports, almost 50,000 pupils took part. The exam started at 8.30 in the morning, but some students arrived as early as 6 o'clock, with queues forming outside some venues. A student at an exam centre in Kowloon City said he showed up early as he expected it would take some time for him to go through the health checks, including temperature tests. There are many additional measures, like some students will be diverted to take their exams inside a classroom instead of the school hall. All of us will have to submit health declaration forms, so I came early to be on the safe side. He said he was quite prepared to wear a face mask during the exam. I've been wearing a face mask when doing revision every day for two months to get used to it. Another student said she would inform the invigilator about her serious allergy problem as she would probably be sneezing during the exam. I am worried I may disturb others. When I took the chemistry exam last week, I kept taking off my mask to sneeze. The exams, which have been underway since Friday, were pushed back from March the 27th due to the coronavirus pandemic. A Causeway Bay bookseller who says he was kidnapped by mainland agents for selling publications banned across the border is hoping his new store in Taipei can be a spiritual fortress for Hong Kong people who are in Taiwan. Natalie Cheng reports. Lao Wenqi says he initially wants its store to focus on political issues and Chinese culture. In an exclusive interview with RTHK, he said he expected that after the anti-extradition protests that started last year, the Hong Kong government would tighten its grip on books that discuss independence and democracy, so his new shop could post these books to the city. Mr. Lam fled to Taiwan a year ago, when the Hong Kong government put forward its controversial extradition bill, which he feared could see him extradited to the mainland. The Democratic Party lawmaker Lam Chik Ting has urged property management companies to pass on government subsidies to the homeowners they work with.
Like other companies, property managers can claim government relief to help them pay salaries for the next six months. But Mr Lamb says such businesses are still benefiting from a steady income in management fees and should be looking to help their clients who may be struggling. The industry are not affected by the epidemic at all, but the property owners, quite a lot of them, are unemployed and they may have to take a low-pay leave. So I think it is very reasonable for the property management industry to refund all the subsidy to the property owner directly. And we urge the industry to refund one month property management fee to ease the burden of the owners. Overseas, President Trump has angrily criticised the media after choosing not to host a coronavirus briefing for the second day in a row. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. Donald Trump started Sunday with a tweet wishing the First Lady, his wife Melania, a happy birthday, her 50th. He then launched into a series of claims that he was being misrepresented by the media and not given credit for being the hardest working president in history. In one thread of tweets later deleted, Mr Trump said journalists who'd received a Nobel Prize for their work on Russia should have the awards rescinded. A number of users tweeted that he meant Nobel, although such a prize for journalism doesn't exist. The president retorted that he was being sarcastic. He gave the same explanation last week for his comments about injecting disinfectant to kill the coronavirus. The governor of the US state of Maryland says his administration received hundreds of calls from residents asking about injecting or ingesting disinfectant after President Trump speculated it could treat coronavirus. Larry Hogan, a member of the president's Republican Party, said it was hard to imagine that people thought that was serious, but they were wondering whether this could protect them. Speaking to CBS, he said he'd raised concerns with the White House about what he called mixed messaging. Well, I think it's always critically important for a leader to put out the facts and to be as open and honest and transparent as possible. And I think it's critical that the president of the United States, when people are really scared and in the middle of this worldwide pandemic, that in these press conferences that we really get the facts out there. And unfortunately, some of the messaging has not been great. The United States has recorded 1,330 new coronavirus deaths in the past 24 hours, according to Johns Hopkins University. The country now has an overall death toll of more than 54,800, with over 960,000 infections. A top doctor on the White House COVID-19 task force says she thinks social distancing will be needed in the United States throughout the summer. Speaking to NBC's Meet the Press, Dr Deborah Burks responded to remarks made by Vice President Mike Pence, who said on Thursday that the epidemic would be mostly over in the US by the end of May. Dr Burks said a breakthrough in new, faster testing was needed for life to return to normal. The intent is to continue to scale with the support of states and working with states to continue to scale testing. But at the same time, we have to realize that we have to have a breakthrough innovation in testing. We have to be able to detect antigen rather than constantly trying to detect the actual live virus or the viral particles itself. New rules are coming into force in Germany today, making it compulsory to wear face masks on public transport. Here's the BBC's Damien McGuinness. For the first time in Germany, face masks are becoming a normal part of daily life. Anyone travelling on public transport now has to wear one or use a scarf or piece of cloth. 
In most of Germany, the rule also applies in shops. But this has created a huge demand in face masks. Suppliers say they are running out, and there are worries that this could take masks away from hospitals and care homes. So the government is planning to manufacture millions of them here in Germany. The Italian Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte has announced measures to ease the coronavirus lockdown starting in a week's time. They include allowing restaurants and bars to serve takeaway food, not just for delivery. Funerals can be held with up to 15 family members in attendance and close relatives wearing masks can visit each other in small numbers. Mr Conte said Italy, the first country to go into nationwide lockdown, had to get back on its feet after seven weeks. In the coming weeks and the coming months, we must lay the foundations for the reopening of the country. We must therefore respect the recommendations. We must roll up our sleeves, and I assure you that the government will do its part. We need an intense programme of reforms. This must be an opportunity to radically change all those things that have not been working in our country for a long time. Chile says it will go ahead with a controversial plan to issue release certificates that would allow people who recover from COVID-19 to return to work. The World Health Organization has warned there's no evidence that getting the new coronavirus will give people immunity. Here's the BBC's Leonardo Rocha. Chile's Deputy Health Minister Paula Daza said she was aware of the WHO warning, but she believed that those who had already been infected with the virus had their chances of contracting it again greatly reduced. Ms. Daza said the permits were being prepared and would be delivered soon. Chile acted early to curb the spread of the virus. The government imposed tough quarantine measures more than a month ago, including an overnight curfew. Like many leaders around the world, President Sebastián Piñera is now under increasing pressure to reopen the country for business. Global spending on defence has risen to its highest level since the financial crisis of 2008, according to the Stockholm International Peace Research Institute. For the first time, two of the top three spenders are Asian, China and India. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Marcus. This is the highest level of global defence spending since the 2008 financial crisis. The US defence budget grew by over 5%. It accounts on its own for some 38% of the global total. China and India came second and third, respectively, with Russia in fourth place. Among NATO countries, Germany's defence spending increased significantly, up by some 10%. It's all a sign of growing interstate competition, especially in the Asia-Pacific region. But the CIPRI figures could mark a peak in world defence spending, given the COVID-19 pandemic, with several countries already cutting back or delaying big-ticket items of equipment. In finance, U.S. oil prices have again fallen sharply on Asian markets. Brent crude is also down, though not by so much. Oil prices have been falling for weeks with the coronavirus pandemic driving falls in consumption. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,285. That's 454 points up on the previous close. Currencies... The US dollar is trading at 107.36 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 8 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 61 cents. Now to sport, here's Atom Chung.
The British government is planning to hold talks with major sports this week in a move designed to see a return of action as soon as possible amidst the COVID-19 outbreak. The UK's culture secretary, Oliver Dowden, said earlier this week that he's been having productive talks with the country's sports governing bodies on the issue of resuming play. Meanwhile, the former Tottenham and Germany midfielder Stefan Freund says football's governing bodies across Europe should do all they can to finish the current domestic seasons. Freund admits there are issues to overcome, but believes English football fans would agree that finishing the current campaign is the only way forward. With the coronavirus, you have a few problems. And one problem is, uh, of course, uh, to test uh, most of the players before and after the games. But... If you don't start, example, in the next two, three months, a lot of the teams from the first and the second Bundesliga are bankrupt. We all know that's the only way to finish the season. And I think that's what, what we all want. Ask uh, Liverpool supporters, ask uh, everyone in England too. That, that I think is the most important. Try your best to finish the season in a fair uh, um, sports way. Professional clubs in the Netherlands are set for a legal row after the Dutch Football Association cancelled the 2019-20 season with no promotion or relegation taking place. Second division side Camber were four points clear at the top of the table and 11 points clear of third place in the race for promotion to the Eredivisie. Head coach Henk de Jong is strongly against the ruling and says his club are taking legal action. Yeah, we think about that, yeah. yes. We want to, to try to go up, huh? that we go maybe, look, The Hague and, and RKC, they are staying in the league. No problem in this in this situation with the corona. But I think we, the both teams, my old team, the Graafschap and Cambuur, has to go up. And then we go to 20 clubs. Uh, and otherwise, there, there has to be uh, uh, yeah, money. But what is money? It is sport. And the word is say sport. So you want to go up. The Italian Serie A could restart as early as June after the Italian Premier Giuseppe Conte announced that professional sports teams in the country can resume training on the 18th of May. Syria has been suspended since March the 9th when the government ordered a nationwide lockdown. Twelve rounds of fixtures remain in the Italian top flight, while the Coppa Italia was suspended after the first leg of the semifinals. Conte also said that athletes in individual sports can resume training on May the 4th. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. A medical expert raises hopes that social distancing measures could soon be eased. Candidates turn up hours early as health precautions for the DSE exams are put to the test. And a former Causeway Bay bookseller says his new store in Taipei will be a spiritual fortress for Hong Kongers. The news from RTHK.
And welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. I hope you all had a delightful weekend and back to work. Whether you're working uh, at the office or working from home, our very first topic today uh, is quite relevant because uh, we'll be talking uh, to Alison Halexa, who's a psychotherapist and also um, a, a counsellor with uh, MindWorks, which is a part of OTMP Healthcare and also the founder of Rethink the Couch. We'll be chatting to how to readjust to working in the office uh, once again. That'll be just after half past one. And uh, after two o'clock, we'll be talking uh, to Nathan Solia, a fitness coach, about uh, gut health. And finally, after 2.30, uh, we've got a bit of trash talk. And this week on Trash Talk, Marcy Trentlong talks to Philip Lee from the Hong Kong Recycling.